Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to On Deck, our podcast all about the Steam Deck. Uh, this is episode three. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. How's it going, Lloyd? It is going fantastic, man. Uh, we're, we're getting every day we get one step closer to when our, our ticket will be pulled and we'll be able to purchase our Steam Deck. So I'm getting getting excited as the uh, days and months kind of tick on. By the way, uh, we we didn't talk, uh, plan on talking about this ahead of time, but have you checked to see if your if your estimated date is more specific yet? Because I've checked, and mine still says um, quarter one, twenty twenty two. But I've seen other people say that they have more accurate information now. Has yours done that? No. Let me let me log in, or let me uh, go to that. Oh, I gotta log in. I can't do that from yeah, here. Yeah, you gotta to log see where in. It is. Uh, it says after Q2 2022 because I haven't logged in. Uh, I'll try to log in as we're uh, as we're doing stuff, and we'll we'll see if maybe uh, maybe, maybe I can 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 update that that time a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let, let's talk about this episode. So this is what the, the episode that we planned for last time, uh, but then they gave us a bunch of information for us to talk about, which was awesome. This episode is all about us responding to your comments. So uh, we, I went through and I found a whole bunch of comments that people had posted, and I don't know if we're going to get to them all. Uh, if you have comments that we missed and you definitely want us to talk about it in the future, make sure you comment down below if you're watching this over on our YouTube channel. If you are listening to this podcast, please do us a favor and check out the YouTube channel. You can find it over at nerdnest.tv. All right. right. First comment that I found, well, it's probably not true. It's it's one of the first comments <laughs> that I found. It said, I'm a PC enthusiast with a great rig, but also a handheld enthusiast as I grew up with a Game Boy. So I will be getting this. It's customizable as well as having the biggest library available from any handheld at the start of its lifespan. I am happy that I don't have to invest in a new ecosystem anymore now that I'm already a part of Steam. And I was like, you know, that, that got me thinking. And I was like, how many games are on Steam? And I went and I, I was looking it up, and it turns out that as of February, which is a long time ago at this point, but as sure. of February, there are already, there's 50,000 games on steam now say what you will about how many of those games are good and how many of those games are not so good but fifty thousand games i keep calling this a console and people get mad at me i don't care i'm gonna keep (laughs) calling it a console right but this console is going to launch with fifty thousand games on it what's your reaction to that lloyd um just imagine if uh you only were interested in the top one percent of of uh, games on any given platform and you go to like the Nintendo Switch and it's like okay there's these 30 games are really good uh, Xbox okay these 20 games are really good Steam okay these 500 games are really good like that's that's a large number even if you're only interested in the top 1% um this this is going to be a platform that is uh has an unlimited number of games because it can run anything so if you don't have a large Steam library because you don't play a lot of Steam games that's cool 
you go to itch.io and you play all those itch.io games right on your device you go to uh you go to the epic game store you go to uh the internet archive and download dosbox with all these old uh, freeware games there is an unlimited number of games in this library which is super super exciting uh but even if you're just someone that wants a console experience immediately you have access to every major video game that's been released for the most part over the last 20 years on this platform which is pretty crazy when you think about it yeah absolutely so uh, you know what uh ginjo uh nijson thank you very much for Gino Nijson, I said the name wrong. Uh, thank you very much for the comment. And yeah, I'm super excited about this. And like lots of other people were excited about his comment as well because because there were like 51 likes on that comment. So uh, <laughs> right. a lot of people are with you on that. Um, let's move on to the next comment that came in. This was from Coolzer TC. Uh, and this is what they had to say. The beauty of PC... Is things like fonts can be modded. Most of the time, it's simply editing an INI file. And so I wanted this is kind of in response to uh, a conversation that we were having before about uh, I forget what game it was, but there was a game where we were like, oh, you know, the, the font, <clears throat> excuse me, the font is a little hard to read. Yeah. And so Kultzer is saying, well, I mean, you could just change the font because it's a PC, it's not locked down. And I think yeah. that's a really good point. But then this is really cool. John Smith responded to that and they said, one interesting thing I read is Valve said they also have some built-in magnifier application you can run. I wonder how practical that will be for a lot of games, which is a really good point. But that got me thinking, it's a touch screen. Yeah. I mean, like when I'm when I'm using my phone uh, and like I'm trying to select text that I'm that I'm typing or something, <laughs> if I tap on that and and hold. It brings up a little magnifying glass that right. shows like the area where I'm I'm tapping. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could like turn on a magnifier for game X and then you just touch on the screen the spot that you want to see a little bit bigger and it blows it up a little bit bigger for you just above your finger. That would be fantastic. And th- like this is the kind of stuff that you can't do on uh on other platforms because they don't have all of the different input systems right. uh of steam uh, of steam uh not steam os of steam input uh right. what, what do you think about that idea lloyd yeah i think that's great first um my steam deck still says it's quarter one 2022 i finally got that page to load so it's not quarter four of 2021 which i was kind of hoping for maybe that will slide up uh as we get closer to launch um as for the ini editing ini files to get better fonts and things like that uh this was about our comment where a lot of the games that are out there right now are meant for big screens, like a like a 1080p screen that's right in front of you to play on PC. When you shrink that down to 720p, a lot of that stuff will be unreadable. Um, of course, you can edit INI files, but I think a lot of the stuff that we're doing with this podcast is we're coming to this platform as a console gamer, not someone that plays on PCs that already is modding and doing all that fun stuff. So um, I I hope that there's baked in support for things like uh, a magnifier, like John Smith said, or just a way for um, all developers that are coming out with games to see, okay, I'm on a Steam Deck. I got to increase the font size by 40% across the board Mm -hmm. in, in all of the UI. All the UI has to increase by 40%. Um, that would be really great, but uh, but like what you said, the the touch touch to zoom, you hit pause and then you you pinch to zoom or or touch the screen to get a, a pop up of that text would be a really good way for them to easily do that. So the developers don't have to change their game, 
but you can quickly, um, through your own actions, uh, be able to see what's on the text or, or what's on the screen in the text box is a little bit easier. Uh, both you and I, Bill, we've been playing a little bit of Humankind, and there is a lot of text. And when mm -hmm. I first started that game um, on a 4K screen, it, it was only displaying to me at 1080p for whatever reason. And the fonts were, were almost impossible to read at 1080p on a 27-inch panel that's in front of me. I can't imagine what they would be like on a uh, on a device that is 720p that I'm holding in my hands. So hopefully developers and um, Valve themselves will work on easy ways to make non-specific supported games, so games that are specifically targeting the Steam Deck, uh, perform or be displayed a little bit better just through magnifier glasses or the, the ability to like pinch and zoom when you're in a pause state or something like that. Yeah, um, Pseudo Knight actually replied, I did, and I missed this the first time around, but he said, uh, there's already a toggle magnifier button mapping in Steam Input's configuration menu. Um, I, I was not aware of that. The, the, the Steam Input configuration menu is incredibly powerful, but it's also kind of a mess, and it's it's really hard to like learn all of the ins and outs. It feels like it's written from, you know, from the viewpoint of somebody who is a developer, and right. they give us these tools, and you know, we can figure out how to do things, and you can do some ridiculous stuff with Steam input, but it it's not all easily understandable when you first look at it. But uh, they said. Um, basically, it's worth mentioning because it means support in combination with the touchscreen is pretty likely. And then mm. somebody else said you could just do, you know, the two finger pinch to zoom uh, or expand to zoom in order to zoom in on stuff as well, yeah. which would be really cool. It would be really cool if through Steam input for a game that doesn't automatically or already support the touchscreen that you could set a touch to zoom that part of the screen. So you could easily just tap on the top left of your of your screen it zooms it in and then you let go and then it unzooms that would be mm -hmm. a, a really easy way that could just be baked in to the default profile in in steam input um so yeah it looks like they're they're thinking about uh, ways that they can easily support that um valve is uh, like they usually tend to be a, a few steps ahead of where my thinking is so uh glad to hear that that's just baked right into steam input yeah uh, next comment is from Rinyu. They said the deck has a UTSI certified SD uh, card slot. So probably the SD speeds will go up to about 104 megabits per second. Or is that megabytes per second? Megabytes, yeah. Megabytes, okay. Uh, which is not the fastest, but I think it's fine for most games. It's comparable with a 5400 RPM hard disk drive, which yeah. I think, I, uh, okay, 10 years ago, most people would be on a 5400 rpm hard disk drive these days i'm going to guess that most people are probably on a 7200 uh hard disk drive with very few people using uh a uh what, what shoot what do they call it i have one in my heart in my, in my computer ssds ssd or, thank yeah. you solid state drive yeah. yeah uh very few people actually having solid state drives in their main gaming machines even though they should, because that is like the biggest, uh, best upgrade you can do to your computer. It's, yeah. It makes it so much faster. But those drives are really expensive. So most people are still on, myself included, uh, for all of their data storage for like their games and stuff. Most yeah. people are still on like those mechanical hard drives. And so I've got a 7200 RPM uh, hard drive that has almost all of my games on it. Right. 
And this will be very, very similar to that, especially because Frozen Dude replied to that comment. They said, remember, subtract the seek time from a hard disk drive when doing the calculation. Uh, SD slash TF has seek speed in nanoseconds and a hard disk drive has hard uh, has seek speed in milliseconds. So just yep. to translate that for people who are unaware, and if I get anything wrong here, feel free to let me know in the comments. I'm fine with that. Um, the The... It doesn't always know where the data is on the hard drive when you're talking about a mechanical drive. It has to go and find that piece of information. Then once it finds it, it pulls the information into RAM so then the computer can use that information. On um, on an SSD or an, or an SD card, it always knows where the stuff is. It doesn't have to go looking for that information. Am I getting that right, Lloyd? Well, the... To, to be 100% clear, the, the drive always knows where, where that thing is. Uh, 100% knows where everything is. You're probably hearing some noise in my background. It looks like the kids are running the water outside. And for some reason, okay. it's making the pipes right above my head make noise, which <laughs> I've never had before. So that's really odd. Um, so so the, the, the normal spinning hard drive always knows where the data is. But there's a seek time because it has a magnetic head. So the, the drive spins really fast. And then the head has to seek from the outside to the inside to find where that data is. On an SSD, there's no seek time. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the issues with hard drives, especially when hard drives were new in video games, uh, like in consoles, they would write the same data to different parts of the um, of the bundle of data because they knew that um, seeking back to pull this texture from the start of the bundle where uh, where it would have been normally in this in this bundle executable is going to take too much time. So they would have alternate copies of those textures and other files. Um, and they, they did the same thing on DVDs when DVD became a medium because it's faster to read the inside of a DVD than the outside because it spins faster in the middle. Hard drives don't really work that way, but they would still duplicate dunk chunks of data on an, SS, an, an SSD or an SD card there is no seek time. You can read, uh, you can read cell one of the of the uh, SSD or the SD card at the same speed that you can read cell one million. Like there's there's no seek time. So well, the data transfer is going to be comparable uh, when you're like doing a hard transfer of of a block of data. The getting to small little bits of data is going to be a lot faster. So it's going to be it's going to perform better than a 5400 RPM drive um, from what Renu would put in here. But it will perform a little better but it's still not going to be an SSD. SD cards are still a lot slower, uh, but it's really good to see that this is a UTSI certified. So it's going to be super, super fast. So you can get the highest speed SD card and pop it in this thing. And it's not going to be too fast for the device. You're not going to be div- uh, limited by what the bus can handle. You're just going to be limited by the SD cards that you're dropping into this thing. Right. Which again, this is really just going to affect load times. Yep. And at the end of the day, I'm sure, I'm, yes, there are some games that lo- that they will perform better if you have, like, the textures are on, like, an SSD. They can load super fast. Like, they showed us that thing with the PS5 where they were like, this is Spider-Man on the PS4. This is Spider-Man <laughs> right. on the PS5. Look at how fast we can load the world in. Yeah. Same thing with Ratchet and Clank where they can load in the the worlds through those portals very very quickly because of the ssd and while yes that's true that is those are extreme cases uh and in most cases you're going to be perfectly fine with just having a longer load time oh well i'm gonna have to wait an extra 15 seconds for this to load yeah which for that 15 seconds that sucks 
But after that, it doesn't really matter. You're still going to have the same experience you would have on some other platform. Exactly. And and the reading stuff into memory, so your your loads into a level or into a game might be a little bit longer if you're loading it from an SD card than an SSD that's built into the system. But most games aren't um, streaming in textures uh, like the immediate time that you see them. So when you're playing games, you shouldn't notice any difference. It'll just be those load times. Um, the SD card is fine. Like uh, for most people, if you have a Nintendo Switch, most of your games are on the SD card all the time and and there really is no huge difference and the and the switch is using smaller um or, or sorry slower sd card um like uh, the, the bus and the controller that is bringing that data in is a lot slower than what's in the steam deck so i'm thinking that those limitations are going to be even less apparent here on this device all right let's move on to the next comment this one is from Average drafter, they said those thermal images could not have gone better for Valve. What they're referring to is uh, Linus from uh, LTT brought in a thermal camera to point at the um, at, at the Steam Deck when he had his hands on with it, and it was like it was really really good. And here's what <laughs> the, they continued to say: the hands hold were essentially the same temperature. I'm sorry, they didn't say essentially. I added that in the hand hold. <laughs> were the same temperature as the table while the vents were clearly doing a great job of pushing the heat away from the user. Same for that latency test. I wish someone would have inspected the case though. You only see glimpses of it and it's a pretty important part of the overall portability of the system. So talk a little bit about those thermals and then we can talk about the case afterwards. Yeah, Valve was really smart with the thermals by... uh, having the the vents in the bottom i mean very similar to a nintendo switch very similar to nintendo switch where it has the it has the vents in the bottom and then it brings the uh the air up over the cpu and everything else and then it comes out the vents uh, very similar to what the steam deck is doing and that's kind of what you want to do i mean you're 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 leveraging the natural movement of heat heat wants to rise so you have the vents on the top and the air intake on the bottom which makes sense. I mean, most people will be playing like this, so the vents aren't technically on top, but they kind of are. It's gonna it's gonna suck that that air in and then blow over. Uh, keeping your hands cool though, on because the switch doesn't really have any sort of grips. It's flat, but the Steam Deck will have kind of these um, these little grips that you're holding onto. Um, you don't want to, you don't want those to get hot because there's nothing worse when you're gaming than having sweaty hands. And I know when you when you're playing a game that gets really intense, you get sweaty enough just because your your adrenaline starts firing. Um, but keeping the heat out of there is going to make this a comfortable device to use. So I'm really excited uh, about using the device and seeing it. Um, we talked in the last episode about the possibility in the future of overclocking. Um, the the CPU, GPU, APU, um, getting all that stuff overclocked when you're in docked mode or whatever. Um, I, I don't know if the design is going to allow for that just to get all that heat out. Um, but at least at launch, um, I think it's going to be a cool uh, and also a cool uh, device to use, <laughs> um, which is going to be great. Uh, the second part, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the second part of their their comment where they're talking about the case, you're right, they haven't shown much about the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a case... This is an official case from Valve for the Steam controller. And like it's got like this nice, heavy Valve pull pull uh pull zipper on it. Uh really, really nice. And uh if you open it up, this is a hard shell case. Like this thing is is a hard case, and it's all molded perfectly to fit the Steam controller in there. 
even has a little spot for uh, your your uh, CPU dongle. Uh, this thing, and, and it, it even has a spot for extra batteries. I think that's what that's for. I've never used that. Uh, but th this is a really, really good case. And if this is an indicator of the build quality that we can expect for the case uh, for the Steam Deck, I, I have absolutely zero issues at all. It's a great, really tough zipper, and it is a hard shell case. Um, I see Lloyd is looking for something behind him. What are you looking for, man? So one of my favorite additions to the Nintendo Switch is this thing. It's called a Satisfy Grip. And you, you put your Nintendo Switch into this guy, and it slides in really nice. And it gives you gives you the meaty handles to hold on to, very much like a Steam Deck. So if you're if you're used to playing a Nintendo Switch like this, I think the Steam Deck's going to be very portable. Um, but what they did is, as part of the bundles when you bought it, um, they, they come out with these cases, these Satisfy cases that have nice in, indents for all the other things. It's a ruggedized case. It's not bulletproof, obviously. You could still crush it in a bag. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's the the type of case that Valve's going to work on. Um, not super portable <laughs> when you have this thing. Like with the with the wings on this guy, it's about as wide as what a Steam Deck is going to be. Um, of course, it's going to be about twice as heavy. So I don't know how portable uh, this portable game system is going to be. Uh, it is it is going to be significantly heavier than like a Nintendo Switch. Uh, but when you put something in a case like this, especially if there's a nice handle, this one doesn't have a handle. One of my other ones does. Uh, carrying it around like a little uh, a little briefcase isn't such a, a bad experience either. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to compare that to, let's say, a gaming laptop. Yeah. Like, gaming laptops are like five pounds. <laughs> or more. Or <laughs> more, maybe seven really pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they can be really, really heavy. So, if, geez, we both just hit our mics. <laughs> um, if, if you compare those two things, or if you compare that, like the Steam Deck, to the portability of a gaming laptop it's infinitely better is the steam deck as portable as say a nintendo switch well no because it's a little bit bigger and like lloyd was just showing off like this the size of his case for the switch and the satisfy grip is about the size of a steam deck yeah well then the case has to be bigger than that for the steam deck to fit in it uh so yeah it's not the most portable thing but i can easily see myself throwing this thing in my backpack and and anywhere that I go having it with me because uh I, I mean like I usually whenever I go someplace and I'm gonna be gone for any extended period of time my iPad goes in my backpack yep. and I can also throw this in my backpack and now I've really only increased the weight by two pounds and it's not <laughs> it's not gonna be tough to fit that in a backpack I don't think so I yep. think that I think it's definitely portable enough yeah, the amount of time that I've spent trying to find a controller case that I could just throw a, a general random controller in my backpack when I when I travel, like finding something that works and fits and, and isn't super bulky has been hard. I love the fact that the Steam Deck comes with a case because now I don't even have to think mm -hmm. about casing. I just put the thing in the case, seal it up, put it in my backpack, and I'm good to go. Uh, because like you, I travel with my iPad and I'll, I'll travel with my backbone in a little hard case that I that I have in there so that I can dock my phone for playing Stadia and stuff like that. And then I travel with my Switch. This is one device now that is going to do all that stuff for me. So I don't need to have multiple hard, hard sided uh, protective cases for all this junk. Um, the fact that the Steam Deck ships with one and it looks like it's going to be pretty decent uh, as well is a very, very good thing. 
All right, let's move on to the next comment. This one comes in from Codex404. Uh, I couldn't find the comment, but then we, we figured out where it was. It's a little 404 joke for you. Um, they said they're, they're responding to our question about what browser are they going to be using on SteamOS. And uh, here's what they said. They said, we, they said, quote, we don't know what browser they use, quote. That's them quoting us. Now I'm going to quote them. My guess is that the default in desktop mode will be Firefox, but it's a PC, so you can install any Chromium browser in it. And yes, that is true. It is a it is a PC. That's the joke. Like everybody keeps saying, yeah, it's, it's just, just a, PC. a PC. Right. Uh, so yeah, I can install whatever I want on it, but I also, in non-desktop mode, am curious about what that browser is. And it looks like we finally have an answer to that. Uh, which is really, really interesting because Phil Spencer tweeted this out. If you don't know who Phil Spencer is, he's a big wig over at Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, I was at Valve Software this week talking with Scott, Eric, and Gabe about the Steam Deck. After having mine most of the week, oh, I hate you so much. Uh, he <laughs> says, I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me. Uh, yeah, games with me on the go, screen size, controls, all great. Playing Halo and Age, I'm assuming he means Age of Empires, feels good. xCloud works well. Congrats, S uh, Steam Deck team. Yeah. So basically, well, first off, he's showing us a picture of the case, which kind of uh, answers that question. It says Valve in the corner. It's got these little blue pull tabs. Mm -hmm. Um and it looks to be like a similar construction quality as the Steam the Steam controller case. Yep. But the the big thing there is that it's he's playing XCloud on it. And if mm -hmm. he's playing XCloud on it, then the default browser is Chromium or based on Chromium, which means that that means Luna is going to work, Stadia is going to work, Xbox Cloud Gaming is going to work, although I notice even Phil Spencer messes up and calls it xCloud still because <laughs> uh, it's a better name, Phil. It's it a better name. Is. Definitely is. Uh, and any of these other Chromium-based streaming platforms are going to work on the Steam Deck, and that is so exciting to me because now I have a device that I can play anything I want, anywhere I want. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so... We, we do we do get that it's a PC. You can put whatever you want in a PC on it. But I, at least I'm coming at this podcast, and I know I think Bill's in the same boat, where we're coming at it as someone that is a console gamer, where what is, what is going to be supported out of the box? How is it going to perform out of the box? Because I know PCs, you can tweak, you can overclock, you can edit INI files, you can make your FOV bigger, you can have widescreen monitors, all the crazy stuff you can do on PCs. I get that. But out of the box, having a, a functional performant browser... Um, is important for people that want to stream Netflix, watch YouTube, go to Twitch, xCloud, or Stadia, or Luna from built-in the device. So it looks like the default browser that is baked into the console mode looks like it's going to be Chromium-based. So you'll be able to just fire it up. Hopefully it's easy to make a bookmark that will show up on your game tab so you can have your Xbox and your Stadia and your Luna icons right at the top of the screen if that's what you want to do. Um, but having Chromium built into the default browser is, is awesome. The desktop mode stuff, I know you can install whatever the hell you want. I get that. And even not on the desktop mode, you can install whatever you want. Um, but out of the box, I, I, we're really concerned with what the out of the box performance is going to be. And it looks like some of that was at least 
um, made less murky uh, with the Phil Spencer tweet that he was he was playing xCloud on it. And I don't know if Phil Spencer's a guy that would have uh, gone into the desktop mode and fired up a web browser and, and done that or if he was just trying to use the built-in stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, huge that it, they're already in the wild, that people at other companies already have them. And the, the fact that through an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, you'll be able to install your PC games onto this device or use your xCloud. Uh, it just makes that like maybe one of the best add-ons for Steam Deck is getting an X- mm-hmm. Xbox Ultimate subscription uh, as as an add-on to the Steam Deck to get all these great games for a low monthly fee. Uh, that's going to be pretty awesome. And not only that, but the idea of storage, like storage is definitely a restriction that you want to think about when you're talking about a portable device like this. Yeah. You do not have infinite storage, so being able to stream your games to this thing, um, both from your local PC, which they have said, yes, you can do, uh, but also streaming them through Xbox Cloud Gaming, Stadia, Luna, those are all games that don't have to be stored on this device. And when yeah. you're only streaming them at 720p, yeah. you don't really have to have the best internet in that- order to have that. In fact, I don't know if you remember off the top of your head, Lloyd, but do you remember... What do you have to have in order to have 720p on Stadia? I think it was 10 megabit. They said you you need to have at least a 10 megabit internet or 15 megabit. It was it was really low, and and that was the point that I wanted to jump on is the fact that games are displaying on this device at 720p. You and and the Steam Deck itself has like all of the top end like radios and uh, and everything for for the new standards of Wi-Fi. I don't think you're going to have any problems, even in really bad Wi-Fi situations, playing streaming games on this device because 720p isn't a huge uh, amount of data that's going to be streaming to this thing. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about using my Steam Deck for streaming games and also playing games and installing games and and having web browsers and all that fun stuff. Um, But using it as a cloud gaming device, I think, is going to be one of the major use cases for me. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to a comment from Brandon Bloom. They uh, give us a okay. so they said sixteen ten talking about a um, aspect ratio, uh, an aspect ratio. And my brain thought that they were talking about the time code, and so did YouTube. <laughs> YouTube thought they were like at sixteen minutes and ten seconds in, but no, they're talking about the aspect ratio. Yeah. Uh, so which there's a little confusion out there, and I think I might be responsible for some of it because I kept saying. 720p 720p and i kept saying 720p because there was a moment where one of the guys at valve at the interview with ign said 720p but it's not actually 720p it's 800p uh, because it's a 1280 by 800 which is a 1610 aspect ratio which is very different from most console gamers which is Mm -hmm. 16.9 So when you look at 1080p, that's 1920 wide by 1080 tall. You divide those. It turns out to be an aspect ratio of 16. For every 16 pixels, you go horizontally. You go 9 pixels vertically. And so the 1610 aspect ratio is a little bit better for video games because it gives you a little more vertical space, which means you can see a little bit more. Uh, which I think that that's really cool. And that's what Brandon continued to say, even though I kind of talked over his point. It <laughs> says 1610 lends itself better to four by three games, which can appear larger on screen with pillar boxes as opposed to 169 because of the extra vertical screen space. Yep. So yeah, this like you did a video 
And if you guys haven't seen that video, make sure you, you watch it where Lloyd talked about all the reasons he's excited about the Steam Deck for retro games. Uh, this is going to be fantastic for retro games because it has a taller screen. Yeah, like arcade cabinets for the longest time were 4x3 or or like wider. They were probably closer to 16 by 10 for some of these crazy monitors that they were engineering just for these cabinets. Playing or all vertical. these or, or, yeah, or vertical <laughs> when you're playing vertical games for a lot of them as well, for sure. Um, so I'm just thinking of like installing MAME on this device and playing like uh, all, all my old arcade favorites. It isn't going to look too bad on, on this screen, even though it is 720p essentially or 780p or whatever, 800p, whatever we want to call it, um, mm -hmm. because it is going to be a longer, taller uh, than it is wide uh, if it's just a 16 by 9 screen. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, well, it would be nice to think that they're going to have some sort of UI that's going to use that space. It's more likely that it's just going to be just to make games that much taller, uh, which is going to fit better with this device that they designed because the screen is now taller in the console. Yeah, I still think it would be cool to have like some menu stuff where you can just touch at the bottom of the screen and, and bring things up. Yep. But you can hide that stuff behind yep. like if I touch the top left, bring up menu X on the yep. screen like that kind of stuff would be really, really cool. Definitely. All right. Thank you very much for the comment, Brandon, and everybody else as well. We've got another comment from uh, this one I added in just a few minutes ago. Uh, Khalid Asaf says, and if I have mispronounced anybody's name, I apologize. Uh, Khalid says, I'm not sure how well the devs controls for Steam Deck will be. Honestly, most of the stuff provided for the Steam controller <clears throat> were not that great. I'm paraphrasing because he's swearing. Uh, and I mostly relied on community profiles or making my own. I definitely would love to see devs optimizing their games for the Steam Deck, though. Definitely want a Steam Controller 2.0 based on the deck. And we'll talk about the Steam Controller thing in a, in a little bit. But he is absolutely right. Um, there's one game. I can't remember the name of it. It's a Souls-like game, very cartoony art style that I ended up picking up, uh, where all of the, all of the characters, uh, their skin was just like... They looked like shadows, almost oh, like Jawas. Right. And, and so I can't remember the name of that game, but um, th it was just a super cool game. And the devs had their own Steam Controller layout, and it was terrible. It was real bad. <laughs> um, it, you could even, like, go into the game, I remember, and, like, on the wall, they would show your Steam Controller with the layout that they had chosen. And the controls were terrible. Uh, and a lot of people would just go and use community profiles like Khalid is saying here, or they would make their own. And right. he's basically saying this in response to what I had made a video about where I talked about what I, I think that Valve should incentivize uh, publishers and developers developing with these specific controls in mind, not exclusively for the Steam Deck, but saying oh and if you're on steam deck then when then have a ui thing that comes up and says when you touch this pad this happens like that's right. the kind of thing i said valve should invent incentivize devs to do that but in the past devs have been bad at that <laughs> do you think that if valve says hey you do a good job with this we're gonna put you on a specific part of the steam store that says games optimized for steam deck do you think that that would incentivize devs to do a better job at that i hope so uh, phantom abyss is that the game you were thinking of 
No, no, because no. that's not a roguelike. That's uh, that, that's one where you're you're running and jumping in, in like a weird parkour kind of thing. Right, right, uh, right. I'm going to look up that game in my library right now while you're talking. Necropolis yeah. is the game that I'm thinking uh. of. I just found it. It's it's awesome. Uh, looks beautiful. I'll try and throw some B-roll in on top of this uh, in a second. But uh, sure. really, really cool game. Unfortunately, they don't understand how people play it because their their layout was terrible. Yeah, I, I really hope that there is a designed for Steam Deck uh, section of the store. So when you fire up the console and you go to the, the the Steam store, you'll be able to go to a category that is uh, designed for Steam Deck. And these are games that have previously come out that have uh, optimizations built in for the device uh, to make the controls better, to make it look better, increase the font size. Uh, because I think um, not only will that allow people that are buying this device know what works well, uh, but it will also hopefully give an additional revenue source for these older games that have been on Steam, where they they update it, add a better font size, they make it work with touchscreen, they make it work with, with uh, tilt by having the, the default controller profiles um, for, for the Steam Deck built into the game, and, and then it'll give them a new lease, of, lease on life on the Steam Store. I think uh, Valve could could very much uh, drum up a lot of support by doing that uh, to get these games updated and made uh, made to perform better on this new device. And there's going to be people who are going to say, well, but you can already do all that stuff yourself. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. And like Lloyd has said a couple times in this episode, we're coming this. We understand that you can do all this, but the majority of people yeah. are not people who are going to sit down and listen to a show like this. Right. They are not going to fiddle with INI files. They are just going to do use the default stuff. Now, luckily, unlike the Steam controller, the Steam Deck has all of the default stuff. It just has extra, which yeah. means most games are just going to be perfect on it. Like you sit down, you play it, you're just going to use the two sticks and you'll be fine. Right. But by pushing forward games that utilize that, uh, that, that built in that stuff, is going to really make those games shine on the Steam Deck. And then there's also going to be people who say, well, you can just set all that stuff up with the trackpads yourself. Yeah. Yes, you can. But some games, it just simply does not work very well because you. some games make it specifically, and this is what Valve said about this, they make it specifically so that you cannot use a controller and a mouse at the same time. So right. if I'm trying to use this uh, stick as my movement controls and this pad as my mouse controls, the game freaks out and doesn't understand what to do yeah. because you're trying to use these two inputs that are incompatible. So like there's an FAQ that Valve put on their on Steam. I think it's on steamdeck.com uh, where they said, uh, okay, well, how do I get my game? Uh, how do I get my game ready for Steam Deck? They said, Make sure that you have it so that you can do both things at the same time. Right. Because like those are the kind of things that can it's it's not a I don't think I'm not a developer. I don't think it's a lot of effort in order to pull that off. Not like porting a game or something. Uh, but it's it's like something that the amount of effort that would go into it is minuscule compared to the benefit that you would get from that effort. Does that make sense, Lloyd? Hundred percent. Yeah, you you sum that up perfectly. Uh, for for kind of like we're we're coming at the Steam Deck as not uh not a standard PC gamer. Um, I have a PC. I've been PC gaming since like 
early 90s. Uh, I've been uh, doing the, the BBS shareware thing forever. And when consoles got better, like around the original Xbox, where you could have PC-like experiences on console, I decided to primarily move over to console gaming because I don't want to tweak. My day job is IT. I don't want to come home and have to uh, go through INI files and tweak and, and find crash reports and all these crazy things that were happening in PC gaming at the time. So I moved away from uh, the PC gaming standpoint to something that is a console. So that's where I'm really excited about the Steam Deck. While I understand that I can go in and tweak everything because it's just a PC, um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to do that. So having uh, this made for Steam Deck um, category where I could find all the games that I've maybe wanted to pay, play in the past, but it is tuned specifically for the Steam Deck, I, I'll have no problems like dropping five, 10, $20 on a game that I wanted to play forever if it's just going to work on my device without me having to fiddle. And like you said, Bill, trying to find a control scheme that works, but is this game going to support both keyboard and mouse inputs and, and controller inputs at the same time? Or do I have to even make something that's even more convoluted just because I'm running it on this device? Uh, I hope, I hope beyond uh, any other hope that a lot of those kind of rough edges kind of disappear. Because while we understand that a lot of people that are commenting on these uh, YouTube videos are hardcore PC people that love to get in there in the thick of tweaking things to get one or two extra frames per second out of the, the new FPS that just came out. Um, we're not those types of gamers. Uh, at least I'm going to talk for myself. I'm not that kind of gamer anymore. I just want to jump into a device that just works. And I really hope that that is what the Steam Deck is going to be. And that Valve really rewards developers that make their games that way by having profiles specifically engineered for the pluses and minuses of the Steam Deck as both the console and control surface for those games. Yeah, and then you get the, like, there's going to be people who are like, well, if you don't care about that stuff, then, you know, you suck or whatever. And I, I to those people, I say, just don't gatekeep. Gaming is supposed to be a thing that brings people together. It's supposed to be about the fun. Uh, and then when you kind of gatekeep people away, you make it lesser than. Uh, one more thing that I want to talk about real quick that I really hope Valve does is get, and this might not be on Valve, this might be on the developers. Um, when I look through, because I, I broke my elbow forever ago, playing keyboard and mouse is painful. I don't like to uh, play that way. It's more comfortable for me to play with a controller. So a lot of times when I go into the Steam store, I will look at games and then it will say partial controller support. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had a developer send uh, send me a copy of this game and, and it's not out yet. And I don't know if it's under NDA right now. So I'm not going to say what game it is. But I was, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And I looked at it on the store. It said, it, I think it said partial controller support. And I was like, oh, I, okay. So I, I emailed them and I was like, I, I'm really only interested in if I can play with a controller. He was like, oh, yeah, it's it's totally like you can play the whole thing with controller. I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> why does it say partial controller support on the store? Like, that's the kind of thing yeah. that is going to scare players, some players away. Uh, a lot of players who stayed out of the PC gaming for a really long time because of the complexity of it. They look at the Steam Deck. They say, this looks simple. This looks like a console. I'm yeah. going to buy this thing take it home and then get confused about stuff. So I hope that Steam makes the store a, a little more 
what's the word that I'm looking for, Lloyd? Where they 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 communicate it better? Yeah, I I know what you're trying to get at. I, I'm not sure how to say it either in in such a way. But yeah, I I really hope like that everything is uh, filtered through the eyes of uh, a not 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 the PC raster master race community. Um, that it's more of a okay. You're coming to you're coming to Steam maybe for the first time. Maybe you've you've downloaded Half Life uh, because we were giving it away for free eight years ago. Uh, but here's all the other games that are on Steam, and these will be easy for you to play. Uh, you just go here. You go to the Made for Steam Deck um, location, and all the games that are here are certified to work for the Steam Deck without any sort of manual tweaking. And that, that'll get the newbies happy, so people like me, um, although I have a huge Steam library and I do play a lot of PC games, I prefer console gaming, and being able to have a console-like experience for Steam games is important to me, and I know there's a lot of people out there like that as well, while still being a PC that the, uh, the wanna-tweaks can go and tweak and do whatever they want to make it perform better for them. Um, that's not the experience I'm looking for. Absolutely. All right. This has been episode three of On Deck. It's a podcast. If you got to the end, then you know it's about the Steam Deck. Uh, Lloyd and I have other podcasts, though, and we would love it if you would check those out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lloyd hosts Nintendo Pulse, the longest running Nintendo focused podcast of all time. Uh, I host Nintendo Switchcraft. That's how we met through doing our Nintendo shows, uh, which is a weekly podcast about Nintendo. We host together a show called Stadia Cast, which is all about Google Stadia. And I see a lot of people leaving comments in these videos that they don't care about Stadia. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it works and you should try it out. Yeah. And then finally, I also have a podcast which uh, is not on the regular. It comes out whenever, but it's called 143 Pixels, where I interview people about their favorite games. So if any of that stuff sounds good... There's links in the description down below on our YouTube channel. Again, the YouTube channel is uh, nerdnest.tv. And if you want to listen to this show wherever podcasts are found, then that's easy too. You just look for On Deck or you can head on over to anchor.fm slash On Deck 5 because there were already four On Decks before (laughs) us, I guess, but not about the Steam Deck. Right. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, Lloyd? No, uh, it's been so amazing getting to know so many more people that are uh, jazzed about the Steam Deck. Uh, We do have a really great community. Uh, Join our Discord over at uh, uh, nerdnest.tv slash Discord. We'll take you right to the Nerdnest Discord. Uh, There's a lot of people that are chatting about all gaming, uh, PC and not. And um, I look forward to meeting a bunch of other people through this podcast because, um, yeah, new new. New platforms are amazing, Bill, and you can get, you can make friends with a lot of people that are just as jazzed as you are, and then kind of see what happens when the product releases. So stuff like this is always super exciting for me. All right, take it easy, everybody, for episode three of On Deck. <laughs>